This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On this week's show, we have a Home Alone reboot coming. Marvel has some more animated series in the works, and we continue Aliens in August with Alien. And welcome to episode 92 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I am Josh. I am Adam. And we have a very special guest with us, too. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Oh, man, now do I feel special. Um, <laughs> yes, this is DJ uh, from Rogue One Radio and Star Wars and Beyond. And I'm excited to be on with you guys again. We're excited to have you. Indeed, indeed. And uh, we're continuing Aliens in August this week, as Adam told us up front there. But um, before we get into that, we usually give our recommendations in this part of the show right off the top here. So, Adam, do you have any recommendations for us this week? Yeah, I do. I've actually got a little bit of a, of a different one. Um, I started watching uh, on Disney+. Plus. I was just kind of in the mood for something lighthearted and, you know, something uh, animated, of course, because I love animated. And I ended up settling on the the newer Mickey Mouse shorts. Um, these were... They're, they're actually... They're shorter than a normal Mickey Mouse animated um, film, I guess, or cartoon. Um Mm -hmm. These are like three to five minutes in length. You know, the older Mickey cartoons were like around eight minutes or a little more. Um, these started in 2013. There's actually like five volumes of them now. Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, it's It was Mickey's first uh, change up in his animation look and style, um, which they've kind of been using more and more recently. And uh, mm -hmm. it's also the style that they've used for the uh, new... Um, the Runaway Railway uh, attraction in Walt Disney World, which, by the way, is an excellent ride. I haven't, I, I haven't, have to, I haven't tried it. I really want to get that. I enjoyed it very one. much, e even though it replaced, you know, the, the great um, movie ride. Yeah, the great movie ride, which was unfortunate, but it's classic. It was a lot of it was fun. A classic, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that that was a good idea to replace that ride with. That ride had some issues, and it wasn't going to be able to stay forever. And, you know, I, I think that this was a good idea for that. And but back to, like, these cartoons are just fun. Um, they have a lot of callbacks to, like, original Mickey Mouse, like, way back in the day, Mickey Mouse, like, 1920s and 30s uh, shorts. Uh, there's a lot of little Disney Easter eggs and, and tidbits in there. Uh, but a lot of them are just actually, like, I, I laugh out loud at some of them. You know, it's not just, like, chocolate. It's, it's actually, like, a lot of f really fun stuff in it. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people don't dig the new animation, and I kind of get that. It does kind of, like, feel almost a little bit Nickelodeon-ish at times. Um, mm. But, you know, that's not actually the, you know, the first time that Disney has, you know, done that. You know, back in the, you know, 50s, 60s, they kind of started looking a little bit like Hanna-Barbera a little bit. You know, as those types of animation styles become more popular, they kind of get adapted elsewhere, and I think that's kind of what happened here. Um, just because it feels more familiar to, you know, to the audience of the day. I highly, I really recommend them. Just, just give them a shot. They're easy to watch. They're great to watch with family and kids. Um, a lot of them are have a you know a, a lot of heart in them. Uh, if you're familiar with those old Disney animation uh, cartoons, um, you'll you'll get some of those callbacks. You'll appreciate some of the stuff you know that they do in in music and in style and you know, Mickey's attitude and stuff like that. I mean, it, it feels like classic uh, Mickey, so it's it's good stuff. Uh, I highly recommend the uh, Mickey Mouse shorts on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, my daughter Sydney would definitely agree with you because she loves them. 
Um, you know, she, I can't believe she's right. Big, yeah, yeah, she's a big fan of those. <laughs> my favorite uh, so far is uh, I gotta say my favorite's uh, Potato Land, <laughs> um, which is uh, a Mickey Donald and Goofy uh, cartoon and. Goofy, the, Mickey and Donald are taking Goofy to uh, his childhood dream of going to Potato Land, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it ends up that Goofy just saw a, a sign for Idaho <laughs> that said "Welcome to you know, the Land of Potatoes" or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And so he thought it was a a, a theme park, and uh, so Mickey and Donald end up making this uh, Potato Land theme park for him. And uh, there's a lot of like Disney World, Disneyland callbacks in there, like a haunted mansion. They do like a great moments with Abraham Lincoln type thing too. Uh, it, but it's hilarious. So that's my favorite nice. so far. And um, but yeah, check them out. They're just really, they're just really fun. Really good stuff. Nice, nice. Um, before I get to my actual recommendation for this week, I do have to mention that um, I have to recommend. If you're able to, even on YouTube, just to see the the clips of it, because I didn't watch the whole game, but um, I think this was a great m- moment for movie history and MLB history, um, having the Yankees and the White Sox play at the Field of Dreams in Iowa, um, the very first MLB game there. And I, you know, and I, I saw those clips, I saw parts of the game and everything. I didn't watch the whole thing, but. It made me instantly want to watch Field of Dreams, which I did mm-hmm. last night. Um, and man, I have to recommend that before I get to my to my other recommendation. But I just thought that was great. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Just um, that that whole first six minutes uh, mm-hmm. that with uh, Costner coming out, and then you see the players start to emerge. Yes. And, you know, and then even the players as they're coming on the field would stop and shake his hand. And just to hear, hear hit, uh, Costner's voice. And it's like, wow, this, all right. Yeah. This is something that uh, it, it gave me chills and I'm not a fan of the white Sox or uh, specifically <laughs> the Yankees at all. Uh, me but either. it was a really cool, <laughs> it was a really cool moment. But yeah, I, I had tears in my eyes. I had chills, goosebumps, all of it. Um, I, I was really emotional, you know, seeing those those clips and everything. And it's, like you said, especially with Kevin Costner coming out and the players coming through the cornfield onto the field, it was just unreal. Um, so now that I have that out of the way, I am <laughs> actually going to recommend for this week um, A Quiet Place, uh, which... I purchased uh, a Quiet Place and a Quiet Place Two on Vudu for twenty bucks, four K for both of them total. So I thought that was a pretty good price to get both of those movies on four K, and I had never seen either of them. So um, my wife and I watched a Quiet Place, and I was really impressed by it. Um, you know, it, it's as we were watching it, I was trying to be very, very quiet. It was kind of weird, you know, <laughs> like I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything or make any noise either. Um, as I was watching that and there happened to be like a, a I think there was even like a thunderstorm taking place while, while we were watching this, which was weird. Um, but, but I really liked it. I, I was, I was really impressed by it. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, watching a quiet place too soon. So, um, that would be my recommendation for this. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I haven't seen the second yet, but I really, really liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, DJ, not to put you on the spot or anything, but if you if you do have anything you've watched recently that you want to recommend, you can go for it. If I, not, I did. You can always. Pass. I did warn. I did warn him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, um, I actually have some. It's not watched, but it's something that I've played. And uh, after I uh, set up my ps5 and started downloading uh everything from the ps4 over to the new storage device and and the system i noticed i didn't even realize that i had this in my queue but uh, it was a game it was called a plague tale innocence and it's a survival horror stealth game Hmm. and on the ps5 i i believe it came originally came out on ps4 but uh on the ps5 the graphics were such, uh, I mean, it looked like it was playing a TV show. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you get, uh, and people will say that, oh, that was just cutscene. No, well, no, you know, 
when you make this person move, the lighting effects, the the way that the environment, just walking through grass, individual blades of grass bend, uh, the the leaves, you know, from the trees. There's just will filter the sunlight a specific way, and uh, yeah, it it's just so rich, and the story is actually really cool. I haven't finished it yet, nice. uh, but uh, it is it is a survivor uh, horror game, uh, stealth based. Uh, but yeah, the story just draws you in. So I've been playing that one a lot. Uh, then I had to go through, and I guess it was last night or the night before they did uh, for MLB uh, 21. They did the Field of Dreams moments, and nice. uh, which were really cool, and you actually got to play on the field. So, uh, so that was fun. So that's awesome. there's my recommendations, uh, Plague nice. Tale Innocence and MLB, uh, 21, the field of dreams moments. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, DJ. We appreciate you being ready for that question. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we did have a poll question this week, which yeah, we, it's we been a while. Had. It has been a while. It's been a minute, but you know, we were having this conversation last week about UFOs and like, What's the deal with UFOs? What's behind them? Is it is it aliens? Is it my theory of time tra- time travelers from the future? It's actually us. Um, government experiments or a figment of the imagination. <laughs> and um, aliens won out this poll with a sixty percent taking sixty percent of the vote. Um, nobody liked my time travelers theory. Um, because it got zero <laughs> percent. You didn't even I, vote for your own theory, right? I, I really should have voted. <laughs> uh, government experiments came in at second with 30% of the vote, and then they're just a figment of our imagination, was 10%. So where do you guys kind of land in in this poll? And, you know, I, I learned this week, actually, that DJ, you're from is it are you from actually from roswell new mexico or well or close i'm not i'm not from there but that's where i live now oh okay that's where you live okay but i i've i've been here for a total of eight years uh Mm -hmm. and um there's definitely a lot of stuff that goes on that a lot of people want to keep hush hush Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've seen all sorts of strange, strange things. Uh, you know, all black trains going into a um, no longer in use army base and would go underground, and then several hours later come up on the other side and it's completely empty and just takes off. And it's hmm. like, what in the world was that? You know, hmm. uh, they have uh, airplane. Uh, shops that a plane lands and they time themselves to see how long they can land the plane, take it to the hangar, repaint it and take it off again. And it's like, why would they even want to, why, why do they need to know how to do that? So yeah, there, there's all sorts of things, uh, you know, abandoned missile silos and, uh, you know, things that they, people have found that just don't really make sense on where did this come from and why is it here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of lots of weird things uh, uh, that are around here. Um, but as far as where I go on that, and I, I hate to say that uh, aliens uh, don't exist. Uh, I think there's plenty of evidence that something is out there just a matter of whether or not they have the technology to come to different worlds. Uh, I guess it's possible, but I would side more towards it's probably a government uh, experiment or Mm -hmm. uh, something of that sort. Fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. Adam, what about you? I I feel like the answer to this is aliens. (laughs) (laughs) It's aliens. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of afraid of even supporting my own theory of of uh, <laughs> aliens being time travelers from the future um, at this point with zero percent. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think government experiments. I kind of lean a little bit towards, but but I, I don't know. This is a tough question for me. We'll I don't know. I, I guess you were we'll about to say to, we'll uh, see. 
We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might be evidence to the contrary at some point in my life. So. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope so. It, it definitely, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there is. Uh, and we just, you know, uh, have only seen, you know, bits and pieces of, of something that's out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like we're uh, getting closer yeah. to knowing more. Uh, like, I, you know, and we'll talk about this later with the uh, that DOD report, but I feel like we're getting closer to the point where I, th- I feel like things are coming out slowly, you know, kind of getting us used to the yeah. idea of these things or, uh, you know, you know, now we kind of know that UFOs are real, you know, whether, you know, what's inside them. Mm-hmm. It's a different matter, right. you know, or where they come from is a different matter. Yeah. Um, we know that's for real. And, you know, for years and decades, you know, that was not the case, you know, mm-hmm. um, they were always explained away, but, you know, now, you know, now we know that there is something that we can't explain. Uh, so I, I feel like these things are coming out slowly to get us used to these ideas. And I think that, you know, I, I kind of think that within our lifetime, we might know more. And I think it's even possible that, um, you know, we could have had these alien visitors in, in these spacecraft or whatever. And, and so maybe some UFOs were aliens, but then maybe we're trying to figure out, can we harness this this technology? Um, can we create our own kind of advanced technology out of this stuff? And, And maybe it's kind of gone into government experiments possibly. So maybe it's a little bit of both, but, um, just a wild theory I'll throw out there. Well, I don't think it's that wild. I, I, no, I, I think that's. I think that's probably. I think that's probably what's going on for sure. Could be. Um, so Adam, do you want to hit the thing that brings us to the news segment? Sold out. Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! So first up in the news today, um, during a Disney earnings call, we had some comments from Bob Chapek about, um, and I'm not sure if it's Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. Um, one of the... Shang, I believe. One of the TV spots I watched, they, they kind of said Shang-Chi, so I thought, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, potato, potato, but I'll, I'll stick with Shang-Chi because that's how I like to say it. Um, we, got, we got a little bit of news about this in terms of the release. They're not going to do premiere access with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And, um, you know, when questioned about this, Bob Chapek said at some point... I don't want to get sued again, is what he said. (laughs) I don't want to get sued again. Um, He said at some point we have to put a stake in the ground, you know, in in terms of um, releasing these films in the theaters. Um, He said, we think it's actually going to be an interesting experiment for us because it's got a 45-day window for us in theaters, basically. So the prospect of being able to take a Marvel title to the service, Disney+, Plus." after going theatrical with 45 days would be a data point um yeah to inform our actions going forward on our titles so basically they're going to have this thing in the theaters for 45 days and then they're going to bring it to disney plus so that's like a month and a half normally we see usually about three days isn't it a three month period yeah yeah, before we we see a release they're really pushing that so yeah so i just wondered what you guys think about this approach and um they're doing a little experimenting here with shang chi and the legend of the ten rings that'd be interesting uh, i think it's going to be interesting to see how many people you know want to go see that new first run marvel movie and how many people will just wait the 45 days you know mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what they're wondering too <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and i think after um the uh, Black Widow or Scarlett Johansson thing that, uh, you know, all right, we'll try it this way. Because uh, a lot of it was, you know, hey, I, that, you know, you said it was going to be theater only. Well, at the time when they did the contract, I'm sure that that was the, the whole game plan. But yeah. when you have the when you have the theaters that are shut down for so long and you're like, hey, uh, hey uh, you know, we want to get you some money going. You know, we'll uh, you know, we'll, we'll put it out on Disney Plus and uh, charge people 30 bucks to to see it that way you at least get something out of it 
and uh, you know, and you know, hey, theaters are opening back up. All right, great. We'll put it. We'll put it out there again. And so, you know, uh, I, I'm glad that it's going to be in theaters. Uh, I, I really am. Uh, I'm. I myself don't really like to go to the theater uh, to see that type of movie. One because I have five kids. <laughs> so my kids yeah. want to see it too. So by the time that me and my wife and my my five kids go to pay the admission to go in, then of course you have to pay all the for you. you know, premier access is probably great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it is, and we can watch it for as many times as we want. You know, right. if a kid mm-hmm. falls asleep, all right, not a problem. Here, watch again. But yeah, to go to a movie and take all the kids, we're looking at one hundred and fifty bucks. You know, and. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's uh, you know, so it, it gets to be a little steep. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's not so bad on date nights, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the wife doesn't necessarily want to go see a Marvel movie for a date night. So, um, yep. but yeah, I, I'm glad they're trying it this way. I think that they're going to get a whole lot of data uh, that will uh, help them going forward. On you know, hey, if it if this works, great, we'll do it this way, and. We, they don't want to jip people out of the out of their hard-earned money. Uh, I really don't think so. Uh, as much as time and effort as they've given into uh, making these movies and the actors have put into portraying these characters for ten plus years, you know they, you know they don't want to screw them out of it. And it's I'm sure it's not intentional. So yeah, we'll see how it works out. Uh, hopefully everything works out for uh, all involved, and we'll still get to see some. Uh, really awesome movies. I don't think Premier yeah. Access was ever meant to be a permanent feature. I, I think no. it, I think it was always yeah. supposed to be a stopgap. Um, the same with HBO Max as well with their yeah day, their day. Warner thing was yeah. definitely yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that this forty five day thing is meant to be a staying feature. I think they're really trying to push it, and they've done this before. You know. Um, you know, back in and when we were in high school and college, you know, the, the the time between theater runs and then you know home video releases was way longer than ninety days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Disney was one of the ones that really pushed that hard, you know, to get down to ninety days. And I think now they're trying to get get it down again. Um, so I think that that's meant to stay, but I don't think Premier Access was ever meant to stay. So I think this is just you know, like Chapik said, this is their line in the sand, hero. However, he put it. You know, we're going back to the theaters, and if you want to go back, that's great. And if you don't, then, you know, 45 days later, you'll be able to watch it. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out, especially with the the Delta variant just ruining everybody's fall plans. And there are plenty of um, GIFs and tweets about that (laughs) that whole thing, too. (laughs) Um, So we'll see what happens here. Moving on to DC, actually, and um, Adam, I thought this would give us an opportunity to talk just a little bit about The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Um, He was speaking with CNA Lifestyle about his future and asked about the possibility of having to pit The Suicide Squad against the Justice League, which is an interesting idea. And he responded by saying, I'd have to think about that. I haven't put any thought into Suicide Squad versus Justice League, but it's not a bad idea. But I think I got to figure out who the Justice League is first because I have no clue. Um, people are always asking me, is Henry Cavill still Superman? I don't know who Superman is. Who knows? <laughs> um, so I, I think this is a fun commentary on the current DC situation um, because it, it's a little bit of a hot mess, um, especially when compared to the well-oiled machine, seemingly, of Marvel. Um, so... First of all, Adam, any just quick thoughts about the Suicide Squad and whether you'd want to see them go up against the Justice League? Um, I have I have zero interest in Suicide Squad versus Justice League, to be perfectly honest. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed uh, the Suicide Squad. It was fun. It's not usually my type of movie. You know, like I've seen uh, the Deadpool movies like one time each, and I kind of put mm-hmm. this in that same category, you know. Um, yeah. Total irreverent humor, total gore and whatever. Um I I had fun, I enjoyed it, I laughed. I found myself like halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through getting pretty tired, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just the total outrageousness and wildness of the whole thing just started to Very wear outrageous. Me. Yeah, just completely. And outrageous. uh you know, I, you know, we were talking uh, DJ and I were talking and I think like by the Staros stuff like, you know, once we kind of 
figured out that I don't want to spoil anything, I guess. Once once we kind of figured out some of the things that were going on behind the scenes, we'll say that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we still had to take care of giant staros. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. let's just do this quick. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, w- I was ready for it to be over. Um, but uh, was it good? Yeah, it, it was good. It was funny. I enjoyed myself. Probably not one I'll watch again. Uh, but I did have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I pretty much echo your your feelings on it as well. Um, DJ, what about you? Do you want to do you want to see a James Gunn directed Justice League versus Suicide Squad? If it's written well, I I could uh, I would watch it. Uh, I watched the Suicide Squad twice just to see if my initial reaction had changed, and it really didn't. It was <laughs> it was an okay film for me. Yeah. Um, there are parts of it that uh, I really liked, but the rest of it to me really fell flat. Um, I don't think that this could happen. Uh, just seeing how even the first Suicide Squad versus this Suicide Squad, uh, how they operate and handle things. And this is your it's your Deadpool audience for so just to, for a Marvel comparison. Uh, whereas the justice league is more of your PG 13, you know, uh, you know, more wholesome, you know, Superman, Batman, wonder woman, you know, these, you know, they're not the down and dirty fighters that the suicide squad is. So I don't see, I can't see an R rated film going with up against a, I can't see the suicide squad being brought down to like a PG PG 13 or the justice league really going up. too much other than yeah yeah. and you know uh, yeah i did watch the snyder cut and to me what really made it an r rating was the language that was in it Mm -hmm. and everything else was the fine if it was if they would taken out some of the f-bombs that they threw in there and some of the uh, other coarse language it would have been fine for a pg-13 movie Mm -hmm. and i i just i don't see i can't see them on the same level to to mash up you know, but I mean, if they if they did it and it was writ- well written, it could possibly work. But who's going to come out on top? You know, yeah. that's you know uh, they'd have to. It would be like know, it'd it, have to be like a stalemate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and and as James Gunn said, there's so much that's uh, going on. You know, the, in the DC universe, you know that not even DC knows really what's going on. They don't <laughs> know who Superman is right now. I mean, yeah. Cavill was the last to play it, but they have so many other things and so many uh, irons mm-hmm. that are in the fire that uh, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be interesting. Very good points. And I, I think not that this will ever happen, probably, but I, I think I'd be more interested in seeing just a Justice League sequel with Zack Snyder directing, you know, but um, I don't think we'll see that, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, it was just an interesting question. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up for that one. But we're going to move on to um, Home Alone, a Home Alone reboot. And I don't even think I knew about this, but I don't apparently know I they're... <laughs> I, think I, I think I did, but I've totally okay. forgot about it. So Disney Plus has announced that the release date for the upcoming Home Alone reboot, which is titled Home Sweet Home Alone, um, is going to happen on November 12th on Disney Plus. And on Twitter, they had some images that were released with you know different actors from the film holding up the Home Sweet Home Alone um, signs and everything. So I don't know. What do we think about... I mean, I watched the reboot of the mighty ducks which was okay and then turner and hooch had its own reboot thing which i haven't watched yet i love i've heard that that's pretty good okay so i don't know how i feel about this home alone reboot i don't know if i'm interested in it i mean i don't know if i need to see this what about you guys who asked for this well (laughs) nobody i didn't ask yeah yeah and uh the mighty ducks was one thing it's it's a continuation of the story Mm-hmm. Rather than a reboot, a reboot. Uh, right. So I was I was fine with that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Turner and Hooch was okay. Um, I, I actually like the Disney Plus version of it. Yeah, uh, so I'll have to check that out then. 
uh, yeah, th th I thought they did a very good job with it. Uh, it stays true to the material, but uh, it was such a short-lived, you know, uh, almost bomb, you would say, for, uh, for Tom Hanks' standards, uh, that mm -hmm. it, you know, didn't really get a whole lot of playtime. Um, you know, the I, I think it did a whole lot better in the video rental category rather than the uh, than the theater. Uh, but yeah. you know they did it. They did a good job. But I, I don't understand. I Home Alone is on. Uh, you know, once you hit October, it's on nearly every other channel that you can find on the TV. You know, being <laughs> repeated. It's not like uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, remember this show you watched twenty years ago and it's never been seen from again? Well, here, you know, we're going to reboot that. And no, it's like, it, it, yeah, no one asked yeah. for it. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, Home Alone is still very much like a film that I watch like every year. <laughs> so it's, still, mm -hmm. you know, um, Adam, what do you, do you want to see this? No. <laughs> no. I'll probably end up I'll probably end up watching it and like I like I'm going to you know be a little bit negative about it right now, but I mean, you yeah. know, like DJ said the, the Turner and Hooch one ended up being pretty good well, as far as I've heard. Um mm -hmm. Mighty Ducks wasn't bad. I mean, so Disney Plus hasn't been doing terrible with these things. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll probably be okay. I just don't don't need it, you know? Yeah. Come up with a new I idea. Am, <laughs> I am with you on I, that. I challenge you, Disney, come up with a new idea. Yes. Um, well, keeping with Disney Plus, but moving back to Marvel... Um, Apparently, Marvel Studios has multiple new animated series in the works, and, uh, <laughs> which Adam is excited about. But uh, What If premiered on Wednesday yeah. on Disney Plus, and personally, I thought the first episode was great. I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was um, yeah. Yes. Love the yeah, animation. Kind of The animation me, style is great. Kind of reminded it. me a little bit of uh, Into the Spider-Verse, where it you know, really felt like a mm -hmm. comic book. You know, it, it felt yeah. like you know, that style of animation just comic will come to life so. I, yeah i really enjoyed it too um and apparently the executive producer brad winderbaum um executive producer of black black widow i think said that marvel studios already has multiple animated series in various phases of development along with a second season of what if and that there is a photo reel animated sh shorts focused on baby Groot also in production. Um, no plans for feature length animated films have been discussed, but any thoughts on this one? Very happy. Very happy. Bring it on. Yeah. Yep. This is what I was asking for a few weeks ago and, uh, Marvel listen. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you indeed. Yeah. I, I really dug that. I'm looking forward to seeing, the f future episodes of what if as well. Yeah. And, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Cause the first one for me was really good. Yeah. And our last, um, news for this week is about alien. Actually, I figured I'd throw this one out there since we're talking about alien. Apparently there is an alien TV series, um, that is in the works here. And, um, that's coming from FX and FX chairman John Lang Langgraf um, says that the forthcoming Alien TV series will continue the tradition of, of being grounded in kind of that cinematic universe that was created by Ridley Scott and then continued by James Cameron. Um, and it's, he goes on to say, um, while I think you'll see some in inventiveness and originality that is uniquely Noah, I'm um, speaking of the creator behind this. I also think the show will feel like a part of that cinematic universe you're familiar with in terms of the aliens. Um, it says later the series will be set on Earth and will seek to answer what happens when the xenomorphs can't be contained. Um, so the production is set to begin in spring 2022. So we're still a little ways off, but I thought I'd throw this in there. Um, you know, we've we've had. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've we've had some like a prequel to alien with Prometheus. And then we had like alien covenant and I don't know how you guys felt about those, but now we're getting this alien Math. TV series. Um, I will say I did enjoy Prometheus. I did not like alien covenant that much. Yeah. I, um, I agree with you. 
I was a fan of Prometheus just to see how, like, because it kind of sets up what happens in Alien. Um, and after watching Alien again, I kind of want to go back and watch Prometheus again. But um, Alien Covenant def definitely fell flat for me. But um, what do you guys think about this TV series? Well, for me, it sounds like um, they've seen the success of The Mandalorian and are trying to uh, bring that over to another studio. Well, I mean, it's FX, so it's still Disney-owned. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, hey, what other franchises are out there that have made us quite a bit of money that we could possibly, you know, use this type of sets, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess to more... Uh, uh, the technology costs so much to develop series like Mandalorian and, you know, why, why just use it on one thing where we can, mm -hmm. you know, uh, bring in another show once Mandalorian wraps and keep using this, uh, this space and get more, you know, get more money out of it. So um, yeah, if it's done well, like the, like they've done Mandalorian, uh, it's, it's definitely a universe I wouldn't mind exploring. Uh, but as most things, it, it comes down to uh, writing and believability. Uh, if yep. they can, if they can pull it off, then great. I'll I'll be there. I'll watch the first few, um, you know, just to make sure that it's something that I want to keep watching and, and go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Adam, any additional thoughts on this upcoming no, I mean, Alien I'm, TV series? I'm, I'm sure I'll be checking it out. Um... Like you said, it's a little, it's a little ways off, you know. Yeah. So it's not like first and foremost. I'm not, I'm not like chomping at the bit for it yet. But um, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll definitely, definitely end up watching it and checking it out. And you know, like DJ said, if it's done well, if it's written well, shot well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Agreed. And and speaking of Alien, we are headed to our main segment to talk about the film Alien. This week, we continue Aliens in August with a look at one of the seminal films in the genre of the classics 1979 action sci-fi slash maybe horror flick as well, uh, Alien. Definitely horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, first, we want to welcome our special guest. I mean, we already talked to DJ a lot, but uh, he's joined us. he joined us way back in a, a Red 5 Network crossover event we did on uh, you know, Star Wars Legends stories we'd like to see become canon. And we're very excited to welcome back DJ from uh, Star Wars Beyond, uh, Star Wars and Beyond, and Rogue One Radio. So, uh, yeah, welcome back. So, what's new in uh, your neck of the woods, DJ? What's going on with Star Wars and Beyond, Rogue One, all that good stuff? Uh well, uh, Star Wars and Beyond has now become just a uh, special edition type of thing. Anything mm -hmm. that um, you know, it's like, wow, I hadn't heard, really heard this take on it. I'll, I'll throw it on there. It's more of just uh, my own personal uh, workspace. Uh, mainly been working uh, with Steve on Rogue One Radio and trying to uh, increase that uh, listener base. Um, we're going through a little bit of changes over there. Uh, not as much music, uh, but oh, okay. it will still be a, a part of our show. Right, uh, right. But we're not, you know, try to limit the breaks. And you know, sometimes when you stop and uh, for five minutes or so for whatever a, a song lasts and then try to get back into it. And, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying, uh, doing some, uh, different experiments and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, we're still doing it on YouTube. So, uh, That's live please come in Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays, uh, at, um, uh, let's see, that'd be seven Oops. central six mountain, Eight, uh, eight on Eastern. Uh, yeah, do the, do the math from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, we've taken a couple of weeks off due to some uh, personal stuff. Um, you know, my mom has uh, uh, a cancer diagnosis, but uh, that seems to be getting very well taken care of. Oh, good. Um, good. And uh, Steve had some uh, personal things come up, so we've taken a couple of weeks off, but we're uh, going to get back at it on Tuesday 
And I believe we're going to resume our uh, Thor retrospective. So we'll go through uh, the three Thor movies and uh, go from there. Awesome. Sounds like you've got some good stuff coming on the horizon Mm -hmm. then. So getting yeah, back, absolutely. Getting back to our topic this week, uh, Aliens, uh, it's a classic, classic movie. It's one that's had incredible mm. staying power through the decades. You know, we just talked about a brand new TV series coming in. It's not just remembered for this one movie. It's got an excellent, excellent sequel, a few really good sequels, actually. Uh, additional movies, video games, comic books, and more. Um, I actually think my first exposure to Alien was when I was 16 in Walt Disney World in the Great Movie Ride, a, a thing that we've already talked about once tonight. It's weird mm-hmm. that that came up again. Yeah. Um, but there's that, there's that scene with the animatronic uh, Sigourney Weaver in the Alien, and that's kind of what... You know, I, I was always aware of Alien before that, but I don't know that I ever really you know sat down and paid attention to it and watched it before I, I was 16. But, you know, once I s- saw that... Great movie, right? It got me more interested, and so you know, I, I checked it out after that. Um, so what, uh, let's start with DJ. What was your first time watching Alien? Oh, man. Um, it would have been, um, oh, I guess 1980, uh, not too long okay. after okay. It, uh, after it came out. Uh, my uncle had uh, HBO, and uh, it was on there, and he was watching me, and... Uh, he's like, oh yeah, just sit down and watch this. If you like Star Wars, you'll like this, and you know. <laughs> so you know, it's, yeah, uh, I mean, it does have that feel, you know. Watching mm-hmm. it does, and you know, DJ, we're talking. I was talking to you uh, on the side, you know. You said that it's you know very. It was influenced by Star Wars, and you can see that in the ship design and the Nostromo, the, the insides, you know. So, yeah, the um, ship's very like lived in, and <laughs> you know, it's got that whole like kind of star wars feel to it it does even parts of it feel kind of like uh you know the millennium falcon parts of the you know mm-hmm. the, the padding on the, the sides padding on the side right. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep so yeah so that was uh and it scared the life out of me um <laughs> and uh yeah it's um i i i really enjoyed it i, I remember liking it and but didn't really want to go to sleep and uh it wasn't too long after that uh, he put uh, little flashlights. Uh, <laughs> he's a little electronic guru, and uh, for those Easter eggs, and he would put them in, uh, break them in half, and put little lights or little flashlight type things in the Easter eggs, and would put it into the floor. And you know, and I'd come into the floor, and you, you see this just this these eggs glowing. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going in there. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. Yeah. Josh, you remember your first time with this movie? Well, first of all, I want to say it's funny that you mentioned the great movie ride because that, <laughs> that's kind of, well, it's my wife's experience with Alien, you know. Uh-huh. Um, sure. yep. she talk, she's talked about that ride for, forever and that moment with the Alien and everything. And um, I don't even know if she's ever actually seen the movie because I think she's scared to watch it. <laughs> um but for me, it was you know, our friend Brian Sabelli. He he really got me interested in Alien when we mm-hmm. went and saw Prometheus. Like before we saw Prometheus, I think he made me watch Alien, <laughs> and um, for you know for good reason. And so it would have been right around that time. I forget what year that was that Prometheus came out, but that was actually the first time I saw it. And you know, it, it's one of those films that I probably should have watched before I did actually, but. Um, but I ended up really enjoying it, you know, when I did see it. Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, I mean, this, this question might be a little hard to pick out one. So, I mean, if, if you have a few, that's fine. But you know, what, what are some of our favorite parts of Alien? I mean, I'll start off. I'll just say that I love the absence of a soundtrack sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you're so used to movies that have these great scores, but I think this one does a little bit uh, of some different things where there's no music at all, you know, through some of these parts, and it really heightens the tension. You know, it really, yeah, it really kind of puts you on the edge of your seat because you know you you always know like when the, when the music stops, something's about to happen, right? So like, yeah. so many parts in this movie just don't have music, and I think that's such a, a cool way to make you pay attention. You know, to just feel like something's coming, and you know. Um, just heightens that that level of tension, I think. Uh, so, Josh, yeah. what are some of your favorite parts? Well, to comment on yours, um, 
first of all, like it, that kind of reminds me a little bit of a quiet place. I talked about that being my recommendation this this week, and how the, just those moments of silence really creates that tension. And every noise that you hear in that in that film is even more like um, significant because you know because of that silence that's created. So I definitely see that with Alien too. Um, for me, the first thing I noticed was that I really liked where it was just the opening of the film and, and we go into the ship and um, and we it's kind of get this almost like tour of the ship and, and you know, you, you know, it's like, it's not pristine. It's like, like I said, it's lived in. It's, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars in that way, like we talked about. Um, so I really like that. I like how we get to see kind of the inside of the ship and everything before we even see the characters coming out of, you know, cryo sleep or whatever they're in yeah definitely uh dj how about you oh man um some of my favorite parts uh in general just the general aesthetic of the movie uh Mm -hmm. as we stated you know uh the the ship does look lived in it's not like something that you know just came off the assembly line and you know they've they've been traveling out somewhere and they're making their way back home and have to make a pit stop yeah that ship looks lived in mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just yeah. you know th- then when you get outside of the ship you're on this planet and you see how you know the environment that they're in and just uh, from the coldness of space uh just the inhospitable environment that they're in it just the details that they put into this film were were absolutely amazing um and you know and then the fact that you don't really get to see the alien hardly at all yeah and that that sense of dread as it builds up with you know as you said the absence of you know music or uh, just the lighting and you're like, well, what's going on? You see something go across the screen. What was that? You know, and then your mind fills in the blanks of what is this thing that it's you now, lo- what does it really look like? And then when you get the, the big reveal, you're like, Oh crap. All right. You know? So yeah, that's uh, th- those are some of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to kind of approach this from a different way, uh, is there anything in this movie, and I'll be honest, I'll be flat out honest, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything, but is there anything in this movie that we you know, kind of could do without or maybe even disliked? Is, is there anything in Alien um, that you're, you're a little bit meh about? Josh, how about you? Um... I don't know. That's tough. I, I think this is a really well done film and it's really hard. I, I would be nitpicking and, and, yeah, yeah. and, and it would even be just maybe because where my mindset could have been while I was watching, but I, I feel like the, the last like 30 minutes are, are kind of chaotic and they're meant to be that way. You know what I mean? Like, but I had a hard time like kind of following what, what exactly is going on here. Um, what what exactly is Ripley doing? When is she, you know, just the, the whole, like, um, her transitioning from the main ship to, like, the shuttle. And, and again, it could, it could have been the, the 12% Long Island slush I had from Morelli's, um, you know, that, <laughs> that had an effect on that. I'm not going to lie. Um, but but yeah, that would those be my stiff, only like they, they are. Um, it's a local shop; they make those ones pretty stiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very much so. Um, but yeah, and and I know you're not supposed to like Ash, but like, dude is just. I, th- I think if there's dead. one little thing for me, I just didn't love that android thing. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know why. I don't I, know what. I don't know why he went. He just he go he loses his mind and his his head pops off and there's milk inside of him and stuff <laughs> like that that just threw me off a little bit, um, but that that would be my only those would be my only kind of minor nitpicks. I, I think I'm with I think you. If, if I had I a little great, great nitpick, though. yeah. If I had a little yeah. nitpick, it'd be that whole Ash thing. But yeah, what about you, DJ? Uh, you know, like you guys, it's it's really hard to uh, to find something that I really just disliked about it um 
and it just I know this is an ensemble cast, but for me, uh, especially after rewatching it this uh, this last week, it just they just didn't seem to fit well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just bits and pieces of it where it's just like, all right, well, you have this guy doing this performance, this guy doing this performance. All right. But it just didn't really, the, the cast itself just didn't all mesh together. Like I thought I can see they that. would can have, see that. you know, being, you know, being on such a long voyage together. Yeah. They're in cryo for some of that, but mm-hmm. you know, the, you would think that they would have known each other a little bit, at least a little bit more uh, just some wooden acting a little bit in there. It just didn't mesh. I can see that. You but know, thinking it, back to last week with independence day, we talked about that cast and how awesome that cast was. I felt like that there was more chemistry there. You know, I can, I can see what you're saying there, DJ about this particular cast. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, it was speaking of the cast, it, it definitely was cool though seeing Ian Holm in another role. I was just gonna say, Bilbo. I yeah, um, I, I that was <laughs> I, I didn't like. I've seen this a handful of times, and like I never really put together that that was Ian Holm. You yeah, know, it's just yeah. I'm used to him as a Hobbit. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, um, but, but that was that was cool. That was cool. And as far as, you know, and we're going to talk about Sigourney Weaver in a minute, but I, one thing... I mean, that's the next thing up, so I mean, let's just let's go into... Let's just go for it. Uh, so, go for it, Josh. Yeah, I mean, I think she's fantastic. Um, I love Sigourney Weaver. I loved her in Ghostbusters. I love her here. Um, I love the fact that she... When, when she discovers that there's... And she doesn't really know it's like this... this face hugger on um i forget what the character's name was um but she's like no i'm not letting you guys in (laughs) she's like don't bring him in here like i love how she's like no um dude could bring some contaminants into this ship like she's in the right mindset you know um sometimes with movies you're like why would they do that why would you know why would they go down that hallway or why would they let this thing in here Mm -hmm. and i love that she's like no we're not letting this dude in here. Um, but Ash, Ash, of course, lets them in because he's the android and, and he's all about, like, the secret mission that's going on to to <laughs> preserve this alien life. And There's a secret mission. Scientific discovery, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a different movie. <laughs> um I mean, it's, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Sigourney, too. I mean, she she just carries this movie for me. I mean, like you mentioned, DJ, mm-hmm. the, the, it's an it's definitely an ensemble cast. I mean, we have Tom Skerritt as Dallas, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, John Hurt, Ian Holm, we talked about a little bit. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Yafet Kodo, Kodo, mm-hmm. uh Parker. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, I think uh, Sigourney it carries this movie for me. The rest of the cast yeah. is, is is good, is is fine. Uh, you know, I think what DJ said does ring true. You know, about there being a little bit of wooden wooden acting, and you know, they don't really gel as much as they could. Um, so for me, Sigourney is definitely the standout for me, and definitely holds this movie together. Can't argue yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. And it's just uh, every time I see Sigourney Weaver in something, it just, and kudos to her. It always seems like she knows more than anybody else in the room about what's going on in any role that she's done. She just has that presence and, you know, you're so, man, I don't even know how to describe it, but you know, say like, you know, Ghostbusters, you know, just the way that her and uh, Bill Murray played off of each other. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, uh, and it, it just, it, it was great. And the way that uh, her and, you know, Tom Skerritt would talk to each other in this was uh, along the same way. And, uh, you know, she just has this commanding presence. And yeah, I agree. She could, she really, uh, carries this movie uh, above and beyond. Um, you know, Ian Holm was in it. Uh, you know, John Hurt that we've seen. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton, another one. All these big names, but uh, she just outshines all of them. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I'm, there's no wonder why she's the one that uh, they kept 
bring him back for yeah. these she's the one that survived you know she yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I, I will say Sigourney Weaver probably could have maybe suggested that she get an underwear size that was one more size up, maybe. I, I feel like <laughs> she's hanging the underwear. Were, yeah, it's they're, a, little, they're a little too small. Um, I'm not going to complain like a, too much, but you sound like a dad, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, come on. Our clothes will fit you, Sigourney. Come on. I'm a dad now, so it's like I notice these things, but get her some bigger underwear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I, I definitely noticed <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry to make it weird <laughs> that, that, that's hilarious um so i i do have one little fun question kind of like we did last week with uh, men in black and independence day but before we do that do we have any last thoughts on on alien about anything we haven't talked about yet Hearing none. Um, I just, I just think it really, it really does stand the test of time. It, it's, it's another one of those films that is just able to do that because, it, because probably because of the way it's filmed, it's very grounded, um, in, in reality and everything. There, there is like the, the one explosion at the end where the, um, you know, the self destruct thing with the bigger ship, it doesn't look quite right and there's that but um and then there's some moments with the alien where it's kind of like moving almost in like slow motion and you're not sure what exactly is going on um what exactly it's doing but other than that the the only time for me that that ever really bothered that scene with going back to ash and the droid thing there there, there's that one time you can see that they clear cut between the uh, prop, and then when Ian Holm is is, is there, you can mm-hmm. s- you can see the cut happen. So I mean, editing there wasn't the best, and you could probably have fixed that <laughs> in in subsequent decades. Um, right. But I mean, also that's a little bit of the part of the charm, I guess. But that's for me the only time the effects really took me out of it a little bit in watching it this week. So I I agree. Other than that, like I think it really does hold up and it really looks good and yeah, um, it's believable and um, it's scary. You know, it, it oh, it's still it scary. Had, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I really enjoy this film. Well, um, I think that uh, if I had to really shout anything out uh, for this, and that would be uh, H.R. Geiger. And he was the the force behind the alien and the look um, in all of its various forms, uh, whether it's the face hugger or the chest buster or the actual alien itself. Um, dude was a Swedish, uh, artist and mainly did, uh, you know, uh, biomechanical type drawings. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if mechanical things had human emotions or, uh, if we integrated, you know, uh, you know, this part of, uh, this device with this human, what would it look like? And, uh, it, he really shined in this. Um, and I didn't really even realize who it was, uh, that did this, uh, until I became a fan of Korn, the music group, uh, mm-hmm. because the music stand that Jonathan Davis uses, uh, was developed by HR Geiger. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that, you know, that's pretty cool. I, I like that. I saw it at a concert and went and looked it up on, you know, the background of that and, then I saw that, you know, he did all this artwork and then did the alien for, uh, for this movie. And I'm like, Oh, no wonder I liked it so much. And that's interesting. so, yeah, yep. it, it, that was pretty cool. So I, I think it's very interesting. Like the approach they took with this alien, like it, it's, it's not just like they, they go to this planet and there's aliens that attack. It's like, the, <laughs> it starts with this egg and then it's this face hugger that has, has to like latch onto another organism to even like produce this alien that then comes bursting out of the person. So like, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. the route they took with, with how this alien comes to be. Yes. 
Yeah, I agree. Also agree. So, last question. You're on the Nostromo. Your crewmate just had an alien pop out of his gut. What's your next step? <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> There's that escape pod thing. I'm on that thing. I'm out. <laughs> Anyone when wants I to was... come with me can come with me, but I'm gone. Yeah, I'm out too. But I, like <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, and and I think it was maybe the Parker character who was trying to go after the thing. And then like Ash, of course was like, no, don't touch it or whatever. I'm like, what? Like, first of all, I'd try to instantly kill that little bugger. (laughs) And if that didn't work, then I'm trying to get on that shuttle and, 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 and get out of there because, you know, they're all trying to go after it and hunt it down. They don't even realize they're being—they're the ones that are being hunted. <laughs> they're not doing the hunting, really. Um, so yeah, I'm—I'm I'm trying to get on that shuttle and and get out of there. Yeah. What about Man. you, DJ? Oh, um, well, it all—I guess it depends on how much knowledge that I have of future events. Um, if I can't get to the skate pod, I'm locking myself in the pantry and no one's getting in. Um, that way I at least have some food and try to hold out as much as I can. If I have, uh, you know, future knowledge, I'm getting on the phone with mother and, uh, ordering up one 800 predator to come and try to take care of this thing. And, uh, hope you understands, but, um, yeah, hopefully I'll never, ever, ever be in that type of situation. <laughs> hopefully yeah. not. Unless that thing pops out of there singing like you did in Spaceballs, and I'm out of there. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Um, so hope you all enjoyed this, and uh, we're going to wrap up episode 92. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 92 of the podcast. Uh, now I'm going to turn it over to DJ so he can plug all his uh, good stuff he's got going on over there. All right. So, yeah, you could uh, find me over on the uh, Twitterverse, uh, red for. Uh, Charlie, I believe, is the Twitter handle. I should have that memorized by now. But just find Red Five. Look for uh, look for me. I'll, I'm always posting on there. Uh, you could also find me through uh, Rogue One Radio uh, on Twitter. Uh, also, our YouTube channel, uh, Rogue One Radio. We do it live every Tuesday uh, from uh, seven till whenever we get done. That's Central Daylight Time. Um, yeah, or in the Discord group, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, I think we'll mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, make sure you subscribe to everything that, that uh, DJ's doing, uh, if it's Star Wars and Beyond, or if it's uh, Rogue, Run, Rogue One Radio with, with Steve. Uh, doing some great stuff over there. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to our show if you haven't yet. Uh, if you're on an app like Apple Podcasts, let you leave a review, please do that. It helps us to get out to more and more people. We are continuing our uh, Discord watch parties, and uh, we're going to finish out Bad Batch uh, this coming Thursday. And then after that, we're going to be starting uh, from the very beginning, Stranger Things, and we're going to be having some watch parties with Stranger Things. Uh, So we'll love to have you there, and check that out as well, because that's one of my favorite shows of all time, so I can't wait to start those shows uh, and those watch parties as well. And... uh, if you haven't joined the Discord group yet, it's a free group. All you got to do is hit up the link and join. There's no Patreons subscribe to. There's nothing under none of that sort. It's all free. If you want to hang out with us and chat with us, we have a great group over there that's active all the time. Uh, join us, and you can find that link. It's in the show notes every week, and it's also on our website from a certain point of view.com. Uh, there's also some blog articles on that site, and there's uh, links so you can send us uh, questions and show topics as well. Uh, there's also links to all of our socials, which are uh, Instagram and Twitter. Both of those are at Certain POV Pod. Facebook page is from a certain point of view. Our email address is Certain POV Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we are hosted by Anchor.fm. You can send us a uh, 60 second voicemail in the Anchor app if you use that for your podcasts. You can also send us a voicemail at 724-901-1783. Let us know what you think of Alien. Uh, if you 
you love Alien, you want to let us know uh, what you think, if we missed something uh, that, that was on your mind, uh, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play that on the show. And once again, that number is 724-901-1783. Remember to check out the Red 5 Network at red5network.com and on Twitter at red5network. Uh, DJ and Rogue One Radio, they are a part of the Red 5 Network. It's an awesome group of uh, podcasts, topic range, topics ranging from Star Wars to we're talking about Alien this week. Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff on the Red 5 Network. It's a great place to be. Uh, so please check it out on um, Twitter, on the internet, and you know, listen to, give a listen to all the shows because they're doing some awesome stuff. And I also want to shout out a, a new project that the Red 5 Network is actually unveiled today as we're recording on Saturday called the Parsec Fan Awards. Uh, check that out on Twitter at Parsec Fan Awards. Uh, basically, we're doing a uh, you know kind of a an Academy Awards of sorts uh, for a range of different topics for our favorite um, movies or sci-fi, fantasy, um, action, adventure, all that stuff for the past year. So check that out at uh, Parsec Fan Awards on Twitter and submit your nominations uh, for those awards for this past year. Uh, you can find me on the internet. At the Gauze eighty five on Twitter and Instagram, Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jedi Jar Jar seventeen twenty two. I just wanted to say thanks again to DJ for joining us, and I hope you've all been enjoying Aliens in August. And we will continue next week. And everything we said on today's show was true from a certain point of view. <laughs>